very heavily jammed, as is the Stilorgan route. In town itself, tar- traffic is very heavy and there is parking still in most of the north side car parks, but the rest are full at the moment. While Cork City is also high for activity, with delays all over the town. Oh, look who's that. It's Manny. It's Manny. Hello, Doug. Are you out? Not too bad. A chocolate. She's chocolate? She's fun. No, hello for Mammy. How are you? It's been a long day. connection I suppose as far as from Castle Bar we had thought that we would like to live in the country in one way it comes down to within Dublin I mean we live in a small house we have to move out of this house anyway Um, you know you can see yourself like it's just basically one room it's got a little small kitchen a bathroom behind that and two bedrooms upstairs Um, and it's fine actually the house is fine except that it has no back garden or no front garden and no space really for the kids so that's a huge kind of disadvantage for us at this stage so I suppose the, the, the catalyst was the economy and the way in which like, house prices went so high that for us, the choice up in houses is, is is incredibly expensive particularly if like we have we would be the type of people that we want to live either all in or all out of the city like to live on the outskirts of the city or to live in a suburb with the commuting no, the way it is now, it's just not life. Like, what is the point of it? Yeah. You know, farms would have to commute in and out of town and he'd have to be bringing Surika in, leaving at half six, six or seven o'clock yeah. in the morning and getting home at half six or seven at night, half seven, half, half, you know, eight o'clock maybe. And and that doesn't really make sense from our point of view. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't it's not life, it's not family life. Childcare's a nightmare. Childcare is like, we... I'm, I called 14, 14 creches. creches to see if I could get her in. Couldn't and get her. I, I couldn't get in her in. In the locality? No. Within, you know, in the time frame yeah. that I need to get her in. I could get her in the next year, but that wasn't enough yeah. to me, right? You basically would have to be... The vibe was picked up. The minute you find out you're pregnant, you start you book them booking in. it, which is ludicrous. And that's, what the, that's what's happening at the yeah, moment. Yeah, the catalyst really was. Well, was the yeah. children and, and then, the, um, and then the, the property prices. Because, I mean, if we wanted to stay within the canals, we'd be looking at £400,000 or something like that. £350,000, yeah. For a reasonable, I mean, a modest family home with a modest garden for kids yeah. maybe to play around in. Maybe we're looking for too much, I don't know, whether, but I don't consider that that's too much to look for, As for, particularly for two people who are working, you know, I, I don't really see, I mean, anybody, whether you're working or not, it shouldn't be too much to ask that you could have affordable housing within the city that you want to live in. I met up in, in, in a house that I was renting. renting, that I was renting, I was renting with the guy from Mayo, from Westport. Willie and uh, basically everybody from West Shannon found his or her way into that house, including Fergus. For a crash, you know, you heard about the famous crash. For the no, I, I, I'd come home from London. For the culture crash. So I was up, look, I was up, as I say, looking up in Dublin for the start. I was kind of lounging on the couch, supposed to be looking for a job, but I wasn't really getting the act together. And in walks this, this woman with her briefcase and all very business look and nothing. I could see her in her face. When was it done? March. We went on that mad trip to Scotland. We March 95. March 95. 
we and went then to... that was and then we had a great summer, mad summer, it was a beautiful summer, and then we decided we went to I was I was mad to go back on traveling again and Adele and I headed off to Africa in September. September, no, October. No, October the 9th. End, the yeah. end of September, early October. 95. Yeah, 95. Yeah. I think too in that six months, I, I definitely feel that the Celtic Tiger, as we have it now, began to kind of take off yes. in those six months that we were away. It was it was like it sort of had taken off like a steam train. And even in that six months, there was there was a difference between the kind of iron that we left. I mean, it sounds ridiculous that it was only six months, and it was probably exaggerated by the fact that we were living in kind of an idyllic circumstances for those six or seven months. But definitely when we came back, people were a little bit more stressed than they had before. They kind of moved on in their jobs. We'd gone from, we'd gone from kind of being reasonably carefree as a group of friends to I could see that people were more concerned about their job and what they well, were the doing. And they were houses buying and houses. And, like it, it, it kind of turned... Turned sort of full circle almost like in that in those couple of months. You yeah. found the ball. I'm working no, with Aircom, I'm no. one of their sales managers in, uh, in the telephone account managers. We have a set up in Fleet Street. So was it difficult to negotiate a new position in, in um, Westport or in, in, in Mayo with Aircom? To get the position down there, um, wasn't easy in, in the sense that I mean, I joined Aircom a year ago always straight up on the premise that I was joining Aircom to move to the west of Ireland okay but uh, the job I took on then was they were looking for sales managers for that particular area the area I'm working in the, and I made an agreement with them that I would work a year with them and at the end of that year then I was looking to move down so the end of the year came up and then some jobs started coming down there yeah so there was there was some negotiation about various parts salary so on and so forth there was, there was no guarantee that there was going to be a job yeah. down the west for me. Yeah. What's your actual job, you know? Um, I work in public relations, but the the company or the person that I work with between us, we uh, kind of specialise in the community and voluntary area. So we would do most of our work with groups or organisations that would be in the not-for-profit sector. We're having a bit of a bash on Saturday night to say goodbye to everybody here. They're probably it's probably a bash for them to definitely say goodbye to us. But anyway, the lights at the back. See, exactly. <laughs> Do you think she'll cope on it? Uh, well, I tell you what, I just Adele is such a gregarious person. Uh, and out there meeting people all the time, she's got such a wide circle of friends that. I'd say, to be honest, that's going to be the hardest thing to cope with, is not actually having those people to handle it. And, and also, too, as well, the family. Because, I mean, Paddy and Maura are always dropping around. They're great. And, indeed, like, like Donal and Mags and Morris. Uh, whatever. They're all around. Yeah. And, like, even that support in terms of childminding. Who is it just sat, sat behind you? That's, um, that's Morris. That's Adele's... The young brother. The youngest. The, young, the baby youngest of the youngest. You're going to miss her. Uh, extremely so. I don't think it's that to do with my sister. I think it's probably to do with her kids. <laughs> oh, geez, I am nervous for going down the west because there is a certain part of me that feels like it's forever. But I'm trying to kind of break it down to a one-year kind of probation period and see how we get on and then move on from there because, like, it's Pat knows. Yeah. Because I refuse yet to go full-time with Pat <laughs> as his employer. So I'm taking all the pictures down and in a funny way 
the house kind of, it's like as if we've moved out of it already, you know, because once you take down all the personal bits and pieces, like the pictures of the kids or, say, pictures of friends or paintings that people have given to us, it's like it's not our house anymore. You know, we've kind of moved on. And this is Dad. My, this is my father. He's down helping me. He's the tea maker. <laughs> as I said, he's been put into service. So what do you think are going to be the major difficulties for them, I mean? Well, either is for either. I think the bigger difficulty is going to be the fact that she was born and reared in Dublin. Um, she's very much a Dublin person. She's much more comfortable in Dublin than I've ever been, and I was born and reared in Dublin. Um, for Fergus, it'll be a lot easier. He's going to slot into an area he knows his family is 12 miles away. He's a lot of support, and he's a lot of his 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 outlook is more in tune with small with town outlook. I think Edel's going to have a problem in adjusting to that, but I know she'll overcome it. She's very, very strong, very resolute, and she'll make it. <laughs> and they won't be back. The house we're moving into, it's um, much bigger than this. I mean, it's a three-bedroom, which means there'll be one bedroom bigger straight away. But just the proportions are so much bigger. Like, it's a, it's a good, good-sized three-bedroom house with a back garden, which, which we've, we, have, we don't have here, a front garden, which we don't have here. Um, and it's got like a good sized kitchen and dining room and sitting room so like for us it'll be a palace like it'll just be fantastic to have all that space and for the kids you know because it can get awfully frustrating for them to basically be living in one room which they do here you know bar their bedrooms which are upstairs but are their bedroom um, so we're going to stay there for a year rented, we have rent in it for a year we're going to try and get our own house sorted then in the meantime How goes the packing anyway? Oh God, it's nearly there, nearly there. And We're le- the the van is coming down tomorrow night, so I kind of want to get everything done today. I've I've labelled stuff now. I mean, see, I came home last night. I was out for a couple of hours last night, and I came home to a whole <laughs> blanket wall of black plastic bags, and I was like, "That's very nice, Fergus. Thanks very much." But what's in each of them? But he had just kind of turfed everything into the bags. No labelling, nothing. So well, it's when you label all you do is you're going to unpack them when you get there. It makes it easier when you get down the other end. Like, it makes it easier. It means that you can you can say, OK, this is for the sitting room. Put this into the sitting room. And, OK, it may stay in a black plastic bag for a couple of days. But at mean. least you're not kind of going through things going, I know I have the coffee maker in here somewhere. I feel like a real bossy old woman here. That's you know. what you are. <laughs> So is it true that they say that moving house is one of the stressful things, most stressful things you'll ever do? Yeah, it's stressful enough, but I think... We could handle it if we were getting sleep. Oh, basically, anything. I mean, with the kids, it's just difficult. Yeah. They're at that age, you know, keen especially. So we're up. We're up every night. Every at night. Least twice uh, a yeah. night. Right. Okay, now what are you doing with the jacket? Check that out. Uh, that I'll Give never wear. Up. That's brand new. Give us a look. That I'll never wear. They say uh, this is good therapy to clear out. Oh, look, listen. You see these yokes? These red jeans. Love Fergus those red wore jeans. those red jeans for how long? Every so. single night for seven months when we were in Africa, and I hate the sight of them. And he came back, and the first thing he put on them the next day were the red jeans. So they are going to some. They're <laughs> probably going to go back to, to Africa to somebody else for someone else to wear, some little pygmy to wear. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hang on to them first? They're of uh, sentimental value Why? to me. Who gave them to you? Ah, good. Must have Ireland woman. 
Who knew how to look after her man? <laughs> he dubs all of the clue. I came in from meeting a friend and um, a very good friend of mine. Like, we've been in school. We were in school together when we were four, you know, and okay, we've gone our separate ways, but we still keep in touch. And we will continue to keep in touch. I mean, this is the laugh. Like, we continue to keep in touch no matter what. And um, I came in and the, the uh, pictures were off the wall and there were boxes everywhere. And, um, and all of a sudden I started thinking about all the things that we'd done in the house, you know, like all the work we'd done in it. And, and it was like it wasn't home anymore. And I, I started thinking then about all the people I was leaving behind and the house and the community, and I just started to cry. But this is where Fergus... Yeah. Fergus tries to rationalise why I'm crying. You know, it's not enough that it's just kind of the global leaving. It was like, why? He's only saying it out of, you know, he wants to kind of help. Concern, and, yeah. and he's trying to kind of <laughs> rationalise, like, you know, what exactly what part of the leaving you crying at? You know, and you can't... I'm not crying at any part of it in particular. It's just the whole kind of wrench that is part of leaving. Yeah. No. Are you discovering any new aspects to your uh, your wife in, in the process of this movie? <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't realise she was as bossy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she can give out when she wants to give out. Um, but I have life sus um, because I have my Christmas and going away party. No other night but tomorrow night. So I'll be sitting drinking pints. The couch is going. And the couch is going. And the couch is going for Stankita. And then um, that couch over there is staying. And then there are cushions in the back there that are going to stay. That's staying. Well. Yeah. That's going to stay here. I'm just going to put that there, put a cover over it. They'll never know that it's a 1970s lovely wicker couch. <laughs> well, all the boxes can just get stacked on top of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good man. So, you said, you said something earlier on about that you don't think she'll survive. No, I well, asked you. My two questions: when we were there, survive her, but she was. We used to refer to her as instant culture, just add water. So I mean, I always, I didn't know you were from Dublin when I met you first, <laughs> by the accent. Uh, Tell Well, you do if you put one on there, but like at the time, I thought you were from a kind of a, a fifth province, well, <laughs> Tiernanog. <laughs> uh, I, I know Ireland that. I know so that, long. but the accent had so. I mean, you. We were worried about that today. You're basically will will slot in perfect, like I'd say to that regard. Mm. And you'll be back yeah, in about six months, I'd say, begging to go up and down George Street all day. Call me when you go. Yeah. I would like to categorically <laughs> state. <laughs> I'll give it. Oh no, I won't actually mention any politicians in tribunals. Uh, I need time to consider that answer and supply it in writing. I will honestly. When the weather picks up. Okay. All right, and best wishes to Fergus and the last talk to you. All right, see you lads. All right, Morris, good luck. Good to see you. They get the mouse flying up there. Mouse flying. And then the country files up there. That's an Ethiopian food carrier. Are you serious? Look at your man playing with the Barney. No, come here. I'll show you how that works. He has one first. You put your hand in and pretend it's... You pretend it's a banjo. Little, 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 little. 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 Little
You know, you go down the mall, you come in from the Casabar yeah. Road, you take, the first, you take a turn to your right down the mall. It's the road that says Golf Club and um, yeah, Glen right. Anne's Sailing Club right. or something right. down. Yeah, you're your way, see you. Well, I'm going to tell you, I don't think I'll see you again. Do you think I can't so? see you coming back here. Do you not think so? No. You wait to see. I no, I don't feeling. think so. I, I have a feeling. So I don't think he'll come back again. I don't again. think so either. But anyway, no. so the lads are up here signing their lease now, so they're in. They, they own it they're now, in. not me. I see. And good <laughs> luck. All right. Listen, look. Bye bye. It was Thanks nice having you this time. You're a nice neighbour. <laughs> They, uh, oh my goodness, everything is so empty. They never took me plant. Um, they're gas, the pair of them. So that's it. So that's it now, all empty house. Well, actually, no, it's not as empty as I'd like it to be, to be perfectly honest, looking around. There's bits and pieces, like the television. They're gas. They didn't take the video. I said, take the television, and they took the television, and they didn't take the video. Like Anyway, look, we can put all that into a car, so it doesn't make any difference. They're only little things. Where were you last night when on the move? Oh, working very hard. Um, no, I had a going away party and Christmas party all in one uh, last night. So I was in Balls Bridge uh, directing operations and drinking gin and tonics <laughs> on a mobile going, is everything moved now, dear? Don't forget this, don't forget that. So uh, delighted. Anyway, that you can't have two bosses down in the house this size. <laughs> I was feeling slightly guilty initially for about 10 minutes. Uh, Why, really? not being here? Well, I got a phone call from Pat Fitzpatrick to say where was everybody that he'd arrived and nobody was here. And then I managed to get talking to Adele by 8 o'clock and I said, I'll ring you back at 9. It was quarter past 9. I went around and he was done. So I sat down then and got into some serious drinking. <laughs> We've rented here. And part of the thinking in that is um, that... Uh, you know, we don't really want to let go of here yet because it, in one way it is kind of a trial thing. I mean, we don't want to just sort of sell here and go down to the west without knowing that that's what we really want to do. So in one way it's a bit of a trial for the next six months and then if we like it, we sell here probably, start building a house down the west um, and if we don't like it, we just come back. <laughs> but you've actually you've, you found a site, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we had it. Again, you see, when you... When you we think about it, we've actually been quite organised about it along the way. I mean, in that we bought a site two years ago. So I suppose, not necessarily subconsciously, but along the way we've been kind of planning to move and part of that was buying a site. So we bought a site two years ago for 50,000 or something ridiculous. Um, but it's a nice site and then the plan is to build a house there maybe starting July or August or something and to have it built by Christmas next year. We have two nice guys, Adam and Christian, are going to rent the house out here for mm. until for a, on a six-month lease. And then we'll all kind of decide what we want to do, whether they want to continue on or whether we're going to be continuing on renting it or whether we're coming back or whether we're selling it. What's that rent going to be here, do The rent is market value rent. Beep, beep. Market value rent, <laughs> and I'm quite, I suppose embarrassed in one way to even ask people for this rent but um, it's £800 a month for a two bedroom house between the two lads so it's yep. £400 each I mean our mortgage is 650 so it means that it covers our mortgage plus 150 to put by for 
probably things like, I mean, I'm sure, I reckon that washing machine is going to go. So things like that, like that we need to kind of put by, but it definitely covers the mortgage plus. But that's all I want to do, pack it up, go home, go home to Dundrum and lie on the couch and, and get me and Mammy to give me cups of tea intravenously. <laughs> sad now just at the moment you know but I think they're making a very good move because I have lots of friends who moved out of Dublin lately and when we meet up you know they, they say oh gosh it's the best movie ever made because it's a better life really outside of Dublin you can get from A to B without any problem because we find at the moment now we can't even go over to, to visit Donal over in Ballycullen. We used to nip over there and say about a quarter of an hour, but now it takes us up to nearly an hour to get over to him. So, you know, that's just locally. This is five moving? miles outside of Dublin. You know? Do you think they're moving because they, they want to move or because they have to move? I don't think they're going because they have to, no. No, they made this decision now when they bought that site now um, a few years back, so... You know, it, it, it's come to the crunch now where they, they have to go bag and baggage. More or less, oh. more or less, except for the children, I nearly feel like, can we leave them? Uh, <laughs> you can, indeed, because we'd get them under control in one week, I can oh, tell you. Mum reckons it's a generational thing that we're it up is. all night with children. Yeah, she heard you, all the carry-on last you, night. Yeah, but your children, children seem to be like that, you know. And Mum's not in my day. Ah, with in different times. Seven. They were different times. The whole day was regulated. Oh, I know, I know. I know. Christmas, yeah. I mean, it's going to Australia. Okay? Going on the coffin <laughs> ship, like, you know, we're only going across the country, for heaven's sake. Yeah. It's just that we see mum and dad so much. Ah, yeah, well, sure. You never know. <laughs> Kingsbridge Station will see a lot of us, too. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mom, put him in the car. Okay. Okay. Well, this is the last hurrah, anyway. Exit the Eastern Max. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Western Max. <laughs> oh, no, it's not bad, it's not bad at all. The Western Mags. Okay, give Nana a kiss. No. We'd go, no, we'd go. I don't be so mean. We'd go, only there's no room. I'd go on after all the porridge she gave you. No. I always swore we wouldn't be too car family. <laughs> Just for a while. Just for a while, well, because Fargus needs it for work. But it's, his is totally packed up because we did such a bad job in the van. We were talking so much that we forgot half the stuff. We're in, now in Castlebar, arrived in Mayo, um, just out the Newport Road, out with my, my, my parents. So we had dinner, the family ritual of you must arrive for dinner and have dinner. Um, so now we're going to try and head back to Westport and start unpacking the bags. You haven't actually seen your new house yet, have you? Never laid eyes on it at this stage. Adele has been down, came down three, four weeks ago and organised the house, but... I've never laid eyes on it, but then again, I'm glad it was her that picked it, because if it was me and it was wrong, I'd be dead. So, no, it, I mean, by all accounts, I hear it's lovely, considering we left a shoebox. So, anything would be better than that. Yeah, I must say, it's, an, it's a nice day for us now that they're coming back. 
to the west of Ireland. I was born myself, born and reared in the west. I don't, I've been, apart from when I was a student in Dublin, I've been in the west all my life and always made an effort to try to be living in this area. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's nice, and where Westport is nice. We live in Castlebar, but Westport is a lovely place, and it's nice for Fergus because he likes sailing, and we have a boat there. And uh, Our other son, Owen, is now moving back into Castlebar too. I think this to live in Castlebar, he has moved from being abroad to Ireland because, as you all know there's plenty of work here now that wasn't in it long ago. Fergus being a Castle Barman, for him it's it's a coming home. But for Adele being a dub in a way, I mean, she's coming to live in, in, in the West. Do you think she'll have any difficulties in settling in? Uh, I, I think initially she probably will. I mean, she's been in Dublin all her life and I can appreciate that she has all her friends there. Um, I know that being the type of person she is, and she's very fond of the outdoors, that she'll enjoy being in the West when... When she gets away from uh, perhaps maybe the loneliness of leaving her parents and leaving her family and uh, living, you know, really, I suppose it's a big move for her. And uh, I'm sure in the beginning she will find it a bit strange, but I, I can see that she will fit in very well. We'll get her playing golf and things like that, she'll be... I don't think we'll ever get Adele playing golf. Uh, well, She's not a golfing woman. Yeah, I think this Christmas now... We're hoping it will be the first Christmas for a while when we will all be together, please uh, God, all of our seven family. Years. Our family. So yeah. I haven't been in Christmas in Castle Bar for seven years. When I was eight. What did we know? Ninety-four. So six years. It was the last time I was, I was here for Christmas. Does he do the washing up? <laughs> well, well, he. I, I, I have to say, he's not uh, the, the worst for clearing up and getting at it. He's a bit like myself. I just love to get it finished with, and he's the same. You would concur with that, Adele? You would. I'm going to get the job done. Yeah, Jonathan, getting the job done. Now, I did get Getting done properly when you were packing the lorry. No, no, he's, he he does actually more so than people would think, and I suppose it surprises me as well, because people always think Fergus is very easy to go. Why do you think uh, an audience would be interested in, in listening to a story of, of a move like this? I mean, It'll probably put them off ever to contemplate and moving. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think um, I think we're the kind of the, the archetypical uh, kind of family now. We're you know, both professional, making money, but we can't afford to live in Dublin. Uh, not uh, we can't afford to live for the lifestyle. I mean, we're talking housewives. I mean, can't we just can't afford. Yeah, we can't afford to live where we want to live, and we don't really have any choices. So we kind of made the decision on the west because. And do you feel? Um, well, really no, no, not really. No, I don't. I, I don't feel angry about it in the sense that um, I think there's the Celtic Tiger. There's always a. There's always you know. A flip side to everything, but um, I feel more sorry for Adele, brother like Morris, that generation who are what, ten years, well, fifteen years younger than us, ten years younger than me, and they're they're basically they're screwed. This is the first time Fergus has seen it. For us, it's a palace. Jesus. <laughs> what? That's what I call packing. Would you look at the way the lads... Look at that. They literally must have flung it yeah, from the door in. I mean... <laughs> oh, my God. 
I love all these signs with fragile, like yeah. precariously perched. Sorry. Anyway, so this is the sitting room. It's good size, though, isn't it? I mean, in comparison all to right. what we were living in. No, it's just like going on. So what do you think, Fergus? What's your first impression? It's not bad. Not bad at all. It's grand, isn't it? What do yeah. you think? Good size. <laughs> it's a fine house. It's grand. It's grand. It's great for us. Look, Sarah, can you actually your new house? I like the kitchen. It's like, um... It's bumpy! We can, we can, it's bumpy. Walk, we can walk in it. Everything is wooden floors. Everybody's mad into wooden floors, isn't it? Yeah. Is this a spare room? I haven't seen it's that. It's a spare room. This is where they took the bed. Where'd you start is right. I thought it would be a case. The first thing I wanted to try and find was the children's bedclothes and their and their cots. But she said, I can't even find anything in there. I mean, they mu- must have got a catapult or something and just <laughs> took a shot from the outside and just whacked it in. But anyway, <laughs> what can you expect? What do you think, Ian? My God. Oh, wow. What to do? Jesus, it's enormous. What? It's enormous in comparison to what Oh, my had. God, I forgot it was this big. It's absolutely enormous. I forgot it was this big. And that's a lovely stone wall. And it's... then over the stone wall is the farm of, uh, of Westport House. So, like, there's nothing no, overlooking it or anything. Impressed. No, I, 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 I felt good about when I get into Westport and I saw the town. Oh, yeah. And the, the lights and all was going, OK. There was a sense of, like, yeah, that's not Yeah, yeah, so no, bad. this is going to be good crack. And know? the public library was there and, and then, you know, there's so much going on. Like, I was thinking, why am I even worried about moving down? <laughs> oh, it's understandable. Inside. Let's have some champagne. OK, it's been a long time coming. And a lot of you, but... Three hang years ago. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It'd be a good idea to get some glasses. Yeah, well. Ah, <laughs> oh, no! Ma, let's sorry, break. You would ruin every. Do you want another caca? Hang on, she had one. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it now. We're definitely home. I don't think you did. Did you do a, you do a caca? It's Come a on. Let's. Where I'm is the basket of that? In the car, is it? In the car. Alright, you stay there. I don't believe that. You stay there. Good. Don't. Sarah, go away now. Come in. This is typical, you know. We're only in the house in five minutes and the first glass is broken and she's had her first shift. That's why I wonderful. We've christened it. And we've christened it. Whoa! <laughs> it opened itself. <laughs> well, the McAllisters have arrived anyway. We're ghosts in the house as well. Oh my goodness, Circa. The, the champagne bottle uncorked itself. Good stuff. <laughs> oh, well, that's gauzy. Did you get a fright, Circa? Circa, yeah. I'm sorry. We're not going anywhere tonight. Are we supposed to be going to the window? This is our little celebration here now. This bottle of champagne actually came from Peter in uh, Rhines right. and Park Street. Okay, Thank you, Peter. A friendly barman. That's our plug for you for the bottle of champagne. You'll get your tights in a minute. You're not going outside. You'll be okay. You'll be all upset. I tell you, Zerka, you're going to go for a drink of champagne and you'll dress up around your, your middle. That's you'll it. do well. <laughs> you'll go a long way. Good you'll woman. go a long way, Zerka. Take an after your mother. <laughs> a split I've seen her in worse conditions with drink on her. Don't you worry about it, Pat. 
Um, this afternoon we're going to head out, we're going to meet Kula, the architect, and we're going to go up to the site and... Uh, because we're really close to planning permission, yeah. you know, like, I'd say we just have a few little things to Bits do. Bits and bobs to do. What's happened in the last few years in Westport is property prices have shot up no more than the rest of the country um, and this is one of the few sites left in the centre of Westport. Yeah. The reason it's expensive is because you're within a walk of Westport and yet you have a house, an individual site um, where you can build an individual house. Um, prices at the moment I believe are outside of Westport for any site, not even an interesting site, you're going to pay at least 30000 for a site that's not even necessarily an interesting location whereas only three years ago those sites were only worth £10,000 so prices have shot up and of course building prices as we've discovered in the last few months have shot up too We want to get the plan and get it in and then we had to make a decision then because it's crunch time then we may have to flog the house in Dublin to build the house here if we can wrangle it at all we'll try and hold the house in Dublin but if it looks dodgy, so that means in the sense that we'd have to sell a thousand of them. And that then is the, that's your safety net cut. All right, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm freezing. Okay. Okay. It's time to get out of here. Thanks very much. All right. We're coming up to my office, which I got since Christmas, which was a great move, I have to say. We better hurry because it's lashing, and believe it or not, it's the first day that it's been raining since we came down. So this is my space. It's great. <clears throat> so it's um, it's a fair outside, and it's just, just what you need, really. Isn't yeah, it? I don't know. I'd say it's about fifteen feet by ten or so, which is great. I have a big desk in the corner, all my equipment set up, computer. Answer machine for when I'm not here. <laughs> Fax, printer, um, and then radio and television, just so that I, I can kind of look at the news and that. But the best thing about it is it's got two lovely big old windows with uh, the old um, shutters. So, and it gives you a view then out the Castle Bar Road, out towards Dublin, and then across the, to the Castle Quarter, down in towards town then. Mm-hmm. So it's a grand spot. Time is nothing. I mean, this morning, I left the house at five past nine and I thought I was dead late. And I dropped the kids up to the creche, had a chat with the women, got Keen to stop crying because he's still kind of, you know, whinging when I leave him after the creche. Came back down here, bought the papers and was back up here and it was 25 past nine, like 20 minutes. You know, and there's no stress. There's no, there's no sitting in traffic getting annoyed. You know, there's no wondering when the bus is going to calm or anything like that you know and I suppose the best thing about it is is that um, it's 50 pounds a week which you know I mean it, I worked at home a lot from when I was in Dublin and I really I I didn't really enjoy it towards the end you know I know people say oh it's great to be able to work from home but really I found it very um, isolating and um, I felt like I never actually went anywhere else but I mean the thought of me buying an office or renting an office in Dublin was just Ridiculous, you know. What about a place for uh, Surika? Is that something you've been thinking about? Yeah, a little bit. Um, there's an Irish school that I think we may look into, or else just a local national school, one of the two. I mean, I think they're the two choices, so um, we're kind of veering towards the Irish school at this stage. But again, it's something that you, can, you think about it, but there isn't this big mad rush to go and sign them up before they're even bloody conceived, you know? Like, I mean, when we were in Dublin, I went to look into a school for Surika. 
I was in Irish school again, and the principal looked at me like I had ten heads because she was one, um, or one and a half or something, and, and I hadn't booked her in before then. Hang on, I just want to get this phone. Hello? Oh, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, 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 how's it going? I didn't realise that you're an air comp salesman is such a, a tough job. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, well, listen, meet you up there in Morns then, yeah? Okay, see ya, bye bye, bye. That was just Fargus. Um, I'm diverting them to Morns before going home for what's now going to be a vegetable curry, I'd say, because it'll have to be made in about half an hour. Because um, we're going to go for a drink, because we, we weren't really out over the weekend, and Fargus has gone off tomorrow for work, so we might as well go for a drink. And actually, that is one of the best things about living here is that, um, you know, I don't have to exclude the children from things like that. Like, I can, you know, bring the pair of them up for half an hour. Obviously, we wouldn't be staying there all night. But, you know, it's, it's so much more relaxed that you can, you can do that easily. Um, and, you know, and, and, it's, and it seems like a lot of other people do it as well. So, big change for us. Regrets in the move, none, and none whatsoever. It's the best thing I've ever done. I'm convinced that. Um, yeah, I, I think, is, yeah. Is there anything you miss? I don't miss Dublin as such. Um, I was up there two weeks ago, and, and I kind of half missed the buzz. Walking down the street, and it was, you know, it was busy, busy, busy. Eight o'clock in the evening, it was a good buzz going on. Um, in reality, I think the thing we missed the most. I, would be probably Adele's family, yeah. I mean, I would be very close to Paddy and Maura, and I think I find it hard. We're so used to having them around, and they're brilliant support for us because I mean, they were always calling down to us once a week. If we were stuck, we could drop them up. In that sense, it's not that easy for us here because my like my folks are a lot older. They're my dad is retired. You can't very well pop in with two kids and a, and a guy is seventy eight years of age and say, "Hey, can you look after them?" So, does that support that we used to have? up in Dublin we don't have it down here and I think it, it, it affects Adele more than does me I, I mean Adele found it hard I must say I noticed in um, one of the Sunday papers I think it was um, two weeks ago there was a piece which uh, which featured Adele basically as a, a mother and um, not so much about the move but as a mother of, of, of a young child and, and sort of contemporary Ireland let's say you know so, but, but uh, tell me tell me about that piece and how she, she reacted to it let's say <laughs> It's actually quite funny. Yeah, they, they did a piece on uh, they took three children who were born in the millennium. So they did a piece on Adele and Keane, and they took three three different scenarios. It was a good piece in the sense, but poor Adele was uh, all upset that she was pigeonholed as this middle class um, housewife, uh, professional mother, bloody bloody blah, who was moving down to the west of Ireland type tubby. And I said to her, well, "I'm a sorry, babe, but that's exactly what you are, you know, you know." But Adele's got this social conscience, and she. I don't think she ever likes to see herself as this middle-class woman. Adele really, truly wants to do a job that is of some benefit to society. Now, in fairness to her, the job that she does as as the public relations consultant, she nearly does it all predominantly for non-for-profits, and her whole idea is to promote non-for-profits and get their message across and what they're trying to portray to the general public or the media per se. And I, I think she felt in the sense that this, the piece was more concentrating on economic reasons why we moved and economic reasons not the, was, is not the main it's, it's part of it because we all have to live but it wasn't the main reason the main reason was trying to get some sort of quality of life 
for both of ourselves and the children, you know. Hey! Hiya. Hi. Well, look, it's the big man himself. Look, he's here. Oh, boy. How's it going, Sorica? Yay! Haven't seen you for a few days. Look, he's here. How's life? Oh, big hug for Daddy. I'm back in flavour. <laughs> That's what happens when you go away for a day. Oh, you don't want to take away your scissor? Keen, how are you doing? What happened to your nose? Oh, his first, first pimple. Oh. <laughs> the girls won't like you anymore, boy. Down here and out of here, babes. How are you getting on? Grand. Yeah. Grand. At least you weren't stuck in traffic for the last time. No, it's at least I'm not paranoid and to have half an hour or an hour to think about it. <laughs> well, actually, that's one of the good things about driving around the west of Ireland. You can listen to 5-7 Live and there is a backlog and on the M50 you go, ha ha, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I'll be home in ten minutes. All right, Pat. Okay, what do you want to drink it up? Uh, Go on, you have a big pint after your special day. I suppose I need one. Okay. Whoever, has, whoever I've been giving out, we need two. Well, John, you better give us, what, three pints? Mick, you want to have a pint, yeah? Three pints. In a big seven up for the young girl in the corner. But are we all becoming, you know, or is there a sense that... Uh, that Ireland is changing it's, it's sort of social structures I mean there's more money around there's more people working there for you know that, that whole idea of, of class that the lines are being blurred to a certain extent or, or how do you feel about that? I don't, th- I, think, I don't think they've been blurred I think they've been much more they've been much made much deeper to be honest um, I think that there's more demarcation between one class as such and the other and there are definitely those that that have gone on in the last couple of years and then there are those that haven't like I mean look at us we probably wouldn't have had a chance in hell of moving west ten years ago like it would have been a bit of a joke I mean the only way you were moving was east to London or Munich or somewhere and certainly not west Um, so for us it's been the Celtic Tiger has kind of been a double edged thing it has meant that we've had to move out of the city you know that we quite enjoyed for a long time but it just got so um, so stressful as a city to live in, particularly with children, and that I would blame partly. That the, the Celtic Tiger would definitely have a, a place in that. Um, but then, on the other hand, we wouldn't have been able to move without it, you know. But I do think that we maybe are in the lucky class, if that's the way you want to. Rather than upper class or lower class or middle class, you could regard them like as up, as middle as lucky class and those that have been left behind. If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other Documentary on One productions. Visit rte.ie forward slash doc on one.